this is Harold Hendrick. The program is Encounter. Recently, Joan and I spent a few days in Oklahoma. We have family there, and I was with three men who are retired. One of them has a job, but the other two were godly, saved men, seeming like they were trying to fulfill their time properly and fruitfully. Well, I came across through Jerry Wiles, a former pastor, Hal Habecker, who was the pastor for years of Dallas Bible Church, and his ministry was concluded, I think, formally as a staff member of the Dallas First Baptist Church. Hal has a ministry that I think will fit into the interest of many of our listeners. Hal, thank you for being our guest and for the great ministry that you lead, Finishing Well Ministries. Hal Habecker. Thanks, Harold, for the invitation to be a part of your audience. I'm really grateful to meet you. God leads us together with other people constantly, and you never know who he's going to lead into your life, and you are a pleasant surprise and encouragement (laughs) to me. So it's great to meet you and great to be here. Let me make a prophetic utterance. You have the spiritual gift of encouragement because you just encouraged me, and I hope our listeners will pick up on it. Hardly ever can encouragement be something less than God-pleasing among born-again brothers, for sure, unless it's deceptive. Let's look at your ministry. Your mission is Finishing Well Ministries, and I could read this one paragraph, but why don't you just summarize it? The hope that you hope to bring to people who are born again, who feel called to serve, but they're physically retired. Give the definition of the ministry that you have founded. Well, thanks, Harold. Let me say a few things about it, and I'll try and be brief and to the point. Our mission is trying to encourage people to fulfill God's plan in your aging years. So what we believe in our aging years, it really starts in your 50s as you begin to think about the rest of your life, thinking about retirement, and what is God's plan for all of these years? Let's say if you live from 55 to 95 and you retire at 65, what's God's plan for your life? You know, a lot of people don't realize the scriptures speak a lot to aging people about what he wants to do in and through their lives. Mm -hmm. Let me say a couple quick things about that. Number one, he always wants us to continue to grow. I think of 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 3 says, I want to press on. A lot of people forget he was in his mid-60s and in jail, and his whole mindset is pressing on. Yes, good. So what I like to think about is older people ought to be pressing on for what it is God has in their lives in those critically important years. There's a poem that I quote all the time by Robert Browning, which captures this. It goes like this. Grow old along with me, the best is yet to be, the last of life for which the first was made. Our times are in his hand, who saith, a whole I planned. Youth shows but half. Trust God, see all, nor be afraid. Beautiful. Now, I think what happens in our culture You know, we're not a biblical people, you might say, in the sense that when you hit 65, you go on Medicare and your career, in some sense, is finished. You retire. Retire to what? 
Yes. And then I like to quote Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works Mm -hmm. in these retirement years, which God has ordained beforehand that we should walk in them. So the scripture exhorts us, encourages us, pleads with us to be about God's work more now in our latter years than ever before. You know, we have time, we have skills, we have resources, we have experience, we have wisdom, we know things, we know what God has done in our lives, and our mission is to encourage each other and to encourage younger generations coming behind us. And one more thought, even churches fail, I think, in many cases to encourage older people. We as pastors, younger pastors particularly, think we're just along for the ride, and all the emphasis is on younger generations. But I believe the scriptures, along with Robert Browning, you know, the older years are the best years of life. God wants to continue to grow us into the image of Christ. He wants to use us in giving wisdom and encouragement to younger people coming behind us and to spread the gospel as never before every day, every year of our lives. The phrase represents my deep convictions that for the born-again believer, the best is always yet to come, and yet for the retired person, a retirement age, that can be a point of beginning of a ministry that would conclude at one's homegoing. And that's what you are about in helping people make the best of those so-called retirement years, right, Hal? That's exactly right, Harold. I believe God has a purpose for aging people. His purpose, as Billy Graham said, is not to retire. The word retirement is not in the Bible. So we are about the task of living for Jesus every day of our life, using our skills, gifts, sharing the gospel, discipling people wherever we go in our churches. In Acts 2, verse 17, the Apostle Peter on Pentecost quotes from Joel 2.28. Mm-hmm. He talks about young men seeing visions, your daughters will prophesy, and then he mentions old men. Yes. Your old men will dream dreams. So I like to point it out when we go to churches and share with senior congregations. God wants the older people to be dreaming dreams of the church. All that God wants the church to be, all that God wants every age group to be, really ought to be led by seniors and jointly with younger people and older people linking up arm-in-arm together to spearhead the movement of the church around the world. He's Dr. Hal Habecker, pastor for many years of the Dallas Bible Church, right? Yes, sir. And you're a graduate of Dallas Seminary? Yes, sir. Those two facts tell me that you've got to be biblically very sound. Would you agree? (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Is there any other way to live? (laughs) Well, some have found it, unfortunately, but we're kind of focusing in on really a wide audience wherein young people should be acclimated to the fact that older people still have a mission and productivity in the spirit to lead them. Now, how the question that many are having There's not a lot of calls for older people in ministry. How does one who is retiring, generally speaking, to find ways in which they can productively use their wisdom, their experience of the previous generations? 
Well, let me say a couple things. First of all, you become aware that the scriptures address aging people. Let me give you a simple example. Psalm 90, verse 12, where Moses, probably the oldest psalm writer in the Psalms, says, Teach me to number my days that I may present to you, O God, a heart of wisdom. Becoming aware that older people had a significant role to play in the world of God's leadership, in the writing of scriptures. For example, how old was the apostle John when he wrote his gospel? Mm Mm-hmm. Probably in his late 70s, or many people would even say his late 80s. So here's a disciple of Jesus writing the gospel in his latter years. And he wrote Revelation maybe in his early 90s. Mm. You have the Apostle Paul and Peter in their mid-60s at the apex of their career. You know, dreaming on of all that God does. You have Moses being called out to lead Israel at age 80. You have Abraham being called out by God from Ur of the Chaldees at age 75. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, I am seeing in Scripture the lives of older people being used of God in a great way. I mean, that's the first thing I'd say. A lot of people don't think, because they're retired, that God can use them as much as he did when they were in their 40s or 50s, when they were strong and healthy and had a lot going on. But as we age, we may begin to lose some of our physical strength, and we're put out to pasture, so to speak, by the workforce in America. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the church buys into that, and so a lot of people wonder what it is that God wants me to do, and there's really no place for me. Does that make sense? It does indeed, and it's sadly true. So as I encourage older people, the first thing I do is say, look at the scriptures, because older people are everywhere. They are leading the church. They are leading God's plan. Caleb was 85. You know, Joshua was 80 when he took over from Moses. He died at 110. Joseph did the same thing in Egypt in Genesis 50. He was 110, and he looks back over his life, and he gives a sense of wisdom and purpose to his kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, and great-great-grandkids, all in one fell swoop. So I think older people have an incredible mission. Let me quote one verse or two verses. I think it's Psalm 71, verses 17 and 18. The writer writes this, Oh God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds, as an aging person, I might add. Don't forsake me when I'm old and gray, O God, until I declare your strength to this generation and your power to all who are to come. So every aging person, a man, a woman, a grandparent, a great-grandparent, We have a sense of responsibility to love and encourage each other in being about the task that God has given us and to encourage our adult kids, whatever their ages, our grandkids, our great-grandkids, and those generations around us in a church. So as I sit in a congregation as an older person, God has an assignment for me. He says, Hal, I want you to encourage every younger person you can impact in your church. If you've got another few minutes, we're suspending on an important point. Let's record something else that will be aired a different day. Okay, Hal? Sounds good to me, Harold. He is Hal Habaker, 
former pastor of Dallas Bible Church. You got, what, two or three children and grandchildren now? I have three adult children and six grandkids. Well, we're together on the three, but I got 14 (laughs) grandchildren. Congratulations, congratulations. The Bible says be fruitful and multiply, and I'm trying to fulfill it. He's Hal Herbaker, and the website is finishingwellministries.org, and our older listeners should check into it. I'm thankful God is not through with me yet. And he's not through with so many of you. The program is Encounter. This is Harold Hendrick. Encounter is you and the issues, where the facts and opinions make you an informed citizen of St. Louis. Thank you for your participation. Let a friend know about this talk and issues feature of Bot Radio Network and KSIV. Then join us next time for Encounter. Encounter.